yourself I look amazing sometimes you don't have to wait for no man to tell you you're looking amazing say it again I look handsome if you're a lady don't say handsome or you better say beautiful <laughs> but honestly you look radiant and it's a joy to always come to church and see such amazing people I'm proud of you and then you are the best amen it's our month of sacrifice. Minister Christian did a fantastic job. Let's appreciate him. He's, God bless you. God richly bless you. He did a fantastic job last Sunday with the message he preached on sacrifice. It touched me so much. Let's appreciate the presence of Minister Michael as well. He's looking super wonderful. <laughs> God bless you. I was in the William Temple last Sunday and they gave me a very wonderful surprise. God bless you. Amen and amen. I pray that the Lord cause nations to be there for you. May the Lord raise men that will be there for you. Today I'm going to talk about the nature of sacrifice. And aspects of life that we need to sacrifice. What do we really need to sacrifice? We say sacrifice is giving something. Letting something go. Something that means a lot to you that is very dear to you letting it go killing it or laying it down for the sake of a bigger thing that you want to get amen before I continue I want to make this announcement if in the course of the week you have been having dreams of I don't know who the person is or a couple of people are. You see in your dreams and you were praying for people. People were just getting healed. Especially cripples. You were praying for them. They would just jump out of their wheelchairs and 
or the Lord was using you to do some healings in the dream. See me after church. I want to pray for you. And the Lord is saying that we are in a season where the Lord is anointing young men and women with strange graces to do the unthinkable and the unimaginable. God is still in the business of doing miracles. Miracles have not ceased and they will never cease. Miracles is what gives credence to the fact that all we see is not all there is. Miracles give credence and credulity to the fact that there is a God out there. Jesus said you do not believe. Except you see the signs you would not believe. Jesus came on earth, the God, man himself. I thought he was going to use just words and preaching and eloquence and witty sayings. But he didn't use that alone. He knew that except miracles, power comes upon the scene. There is very little that talking would amount to. And to some extent, I feel like the Christendom, we have come to settle for. Far too low what Jesus came to die for. And the Lord is calling men and women. They might not have a pulpit ministry. But the Lord will use them very mightily. 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 They will be the grassroots workers. They will be the ones. We, we might not see them on the pulpit. But the Lord will be doing tremendous things through them. Thank you Holy Spirit. I activate that season. I activate that cloud. Find the people, use them, raise them, teach them. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. If you fall in that category, please see me after service. Very important. Sacrifice. The Lord honors sacrifice. Write that down. The Lord honors sacrifice. Psalm 50 verse 5 Psalm chapter 50 verse 5 Gather my saints together unto me those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice so it's possible that a man can make a covenant with God it is possible that God is in covenant with certain men. That God is bound by covenant. That at the voice of certain men, he cannot but deliver. Means it's possible for a man to do something to God 
that brings him into covenant with God that at every point when that man lifts up a voice and he says be blessed let all hell gather loose he will still be blessed when that man says that your ninth season is over he is not speaking like a mere man but he has the backing of the God of all ages it is possible for a man to enter such a covenant with God Elijah said by the God before whom I stand let there be no dew nor water on this land for a period of three and a half years and the scripture said so it was the heavens were shut remember it was not God who told him to say that but the man understood that he has journeyed on the corridors of the supernatural and his walk with God and has come into covenant with God that what he says will happen that this man wielded so much confidence in the covenant he had with God he called all the prophets of Baal he said come let's come to a conquest let's decide this thing today who is really God whether it be Baal or the God of Israel where does a man get such a confidence from to the extent that he was mocking the prophets of Baal and then when his time was due he said fetch cauldrons pots drums of water and pour upon the sacrifice and he was so confident that when he called fire to descend upon the sacrifice it would happen where does a man get such a confidence from he knows he's in covenant with El Elio how there is a principle in the spirit called sacrifice sacrifice he has littered himself with his life is littered with sacrifices that he knows that whether he stood in the center of Moscow or he stands in his bedroom wherever it is that he stood whether it be at workplace whether it be in the metro in the underground he knows that a sacrifice is speaking for him and God is in covenant with him that is how come certain men they don't care where they don't care what is the situation they don't care how hopeless the situation is they know that they are in covenant with the God who responds so Jesus would come to Lazarus who was dead four days in the tomb and it doesn't seem to deter him doesn't seem to 
over him that this could be an impossibility. I'm, I'm going somewhere, follow me. And he will come to the tomb and he say, Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible said, a four days dead man came out of the tomb. Where does a man wield such a confidence and power from? That a man who has been lame for 38 years, where does a man get such a confidence to look at, to look at a man whose limbs are withered and say, arise. First of all, he asks him, do you want to be healed? The question is not, may we, will God even probably heal this person? Yeah, do you want to be healed? Because I have what it takes. Somebody says sacrifice. Sacrifice. So God is saying I am accountable to those. A people that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Those ones are in my inner circle. He said gather them unto me. I am in the midst. They are the ones in my inner circle. And they are the ones even when they think God is bound to do it. When they say you are blessed, let your life look however it is. It will be blessed. Why? God is in covenant with them. The beautiful thing about this is this. It's a blank check. You can choose to enter the circle. Gather my saints together unto me. Those that have made a covenant with me. It means you can make up your mind today. That I want to enter a covenant with the Lord. And I want to litter my life with sacrifice. What kind of sacrifice? What is the nature of the sacrifice we are talking about? just follow me God honors sacrifice there was a case that still baffles me today in the book of 1st Samuel verse I mean, chapter 24 verse 24 it happened two times there was another case in 1st Chronicles 21 24 look at that First Chronicles 21, 24. Oh, you're already giving me First Samuel 24, 24. First Samuel 24, 24. 24, 24. Is that 24, 24? Second Samuel. Second Samuel then. Do we have 24-24 in Second Samuel? Yes, sir or no, sir? Okay. Can we see that? And the king said unto Aaron, Nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord, my God, of that which doth cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. Now keep that. 
and give me second kings chapter 3 verse 27 let me show you something there second kings chapter 3 verse 27 now this was talking about a king a moabite king who israel was in battle with and then the battle was so sore against the moabites israel slayed them so heavily that day and then the bible said this king he was a moabite he took a couple of men and went into battle array with david and his men and still the hand of david and his people were sore against the men and when he saw that the the the, the, the war was very sore for him he did something he took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead. remember for a king his eldest son is everything amen his legacy is in the eldest son because he would take over from him so he has spent his life training him to succeed but this king did i don't know where he learns this from but look at what he did and he offered him for a burnt offering meaning he sacrificed him upon the wall and there was great indignation against Israel and they departed from him and returned to their own land Israel was winning battle a Moabite king who had no how do I even put it a Moabite king who is not covenanted with Israel did a sacrifice and all of a sudden things changed hand my question what was embedded in the power of that sacrifice that was potent enough to cause the dynamics of the battle to swap like that was God not the God of Israel was God not the God that was giving the victory to Israel there must be a mystery in sacrifice which means that Anytime sacrifice is done, God honors it. Now, I'm not in any way saying we should do human sacrifices. No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. Because people hear the pastor preaching, they hear different things, all kinds of things. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying something happened several years ago in the Old Testament. Amen. And there's something we are learning from. The lesson I drew from that was that God honors sacrifice. And it looked like the people of old understood this so much that you would hear. Maybe Jacob was going somewhere. He had an encounter. He woke up. He erected altar. Offered a sacrifice on it. Sacrifice was the way of life of the patriarchs. They littered everywhere with sacrifice. Why? They understood the power that is in sacrifice. So what does God require from us? How does this apply to us today? I was preaching. I don't know if it was Dominion Temple. I gave them a, a, a scripture. Jude verse 3. And I told them that there is something called common salvation. 
and there is something called the faith that was once delivered unto the saints did I preach on that here last Sunday last two Sundays Grace Temple that was the Million Temple Jude chapter 3 Jude chapter 3 Jude verse 3 thank you Jude verse 3 beloved when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints so there is such a thing called common salvation and there is such a thing called the faith that was once delivered unto the saints and I made mention that common salvation is where most of the believers are even sadly enough most pastors are even at the place of common salvation what does that mean yeah we accept Jesus Lord our personal Savior he has died for us we receive that we are not sinners anymore we are forgiven Slava Bogo and then what but we realize that when we're talking about the apostles of old they did not stop with understanding that they are forgiven in Christ and that is all that moved them into action the fact that they understood that they were the righteousness of God made them to take a step and leap over they stood and they confronted darkness they confronted the powers of hell they confronted sickness and all kinds of things and we, we, we the documentation of these things are what we are reading today in the in Acts of the Apostles even the continuation of that the generals of old did this and can I tell you something Jesus did not die for just a selected few Jesus came to show us the kind of life that each believer ought to believe in what I'm talking like this is this if we don't understand this thing we will sit down and say we are waiting for God whilst God is waiting for us we will sit down and still be baffled at certain things why this why did this cancer came into the family and killed why did this strange situation just come and took away my loved ones and we will be clueless because when the doctors say that that is the end of it We will agree and say that is the end of it. This week my heart has been so broken by some news that I heard and like series of news, one after the other. I was at work, I couldn't even concentrate. My heart was bleeding, I was like, Lord, where, where was can we see in our days that situations that baffled doctors can be handled by the church? And that was how I was asking the Lord. Where are we missing it? Is there some authentic power we need to lay hand upon that we have not laid hand upon? 
are we praying? And it looks like our prayers are mounting to little. Just a couple of months ago, I mean, some strange things have been happening consistently. I don't know how many of you know Minister Victor, his wife, just a couple of months ago. Mr. Victor's wife's dad. Some he was battling with some cancer of a sort, and that was how he just left like that. Then not long ago. Another thing happened. And another one happened. And we were praying. So my question has been to the Lord. And you know, you see, most of you might not understand the pain and what I'm talking about. But I know I'm talking to a handful of people who will, as a result of what I'm saying today, you will go into your closet and begin to contend for genuine power. For genuine power. Thank God for medical science. See, I have seen the limitations of medical science. I have seen countless times where a patient is in a state where even we as medical doctors, surgeons, know that there's not much we can do. And my question is, so do we, is there no other hope for these people? Is it the will of God for them to just pass on? No. How do I know that? I studied the life of Jesus. There was no situation that baffled him. Amen. The woman with the issue of blood who has spent everything on doctors. Jesus met that situation and then that was the end of it. Is it not possible in our days? Maybe what I'm saying is too deep for some of you. But if I get two people who this thing I'm saying will spark up something in them and they will say, Lord, I'm going to journey with you. I want to lay hand on something. That the next time I hear of a situation, Lord, it is because of this that I'm been, I have been preparing. If I get two people who will make up their mind that, Lord, I know it is possible that you still trust your power in the hands of mortals. And these two people will apply themselves to a life of sacrifice and lay hold on genuine authentic power for our generation do you know the multitudes and the myriads of people who would have helped I'm talking to somebody you see these things might not mean much to you until it comes close to you you were there thinking what do I need the healing power of God for after all there's nobody sick in my family and all that 
Have you heard the devil roams around like a roaring lion looking for whom to devour? Gather to me. Those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. What sacrifice am I going to talk about today? Today I'm talking about a sacrifice in order to become the careers of God on earth. Most of you are medical doctors. You're going to be medical doctors. I want to challenge somebody. You're going to make up your mind that I will be a medical doctor that does not only have what medical science has taught me. There was a time that during my Speciality years. There was this patient that we've done everything and we left him because we've done everything. And by the following day, he was supposed to die because of his state. I don't want to go so much into details because we've done everything. And then I stood by his bed in the ICU and it dawned on me that so beyond medicine is there not anything else? I remember that I have the life of Christ in me. I have the power of God in me. Thank God we wear masks. So I just stretched forth my hand and I was like, Lord, we have done what we could as medical doctors. I switched to the supernatural. And under my breath, I, you don't have to scream. I said, I release life. That which medical science could not do, receive life. Receive life. Receive life. I bind the sickness, the condition, I cursed it and I release life into the body. The following day, I came to the hospital. I came very early because I wanted to see what I said if it worked amen and the patient who was supposed to have finished his life by morning was still there and his dynamics began to get better and better the following day he was still there the next day he was still there now breathing on his own now getting better until he got better where was the game changer I'm telling you that all there is is not all there is. Could there be authentic power that beats where limits are? These are the things I think about. These are the things that Jesus came for us for. If we can do more. I told you of a lady who was tetraplegic. A 26 year old lady. Watch me, I'm going somewhere. I'll finish. 
She and the boyfriend were driving somewhere and an accident happened and that was it. She had a spinal trauma and she was operated on by the best neurosurgeons in this country. But nothing helped. A 26-year-old beautiful lady has seen her life expire in front of her with aspirations. And when the best surgeons have operated on you, and they said there is nothing that could be done. Who else can do something? So this lady came to our hospital. Because she came, we were treating something else, not the spinal stab. And she told me her story. And I wept. I went to the bathroom and I and I talked to God. I was like, Lord, so would that be the end of this beautiful life? Then the faith part of me got stirred up. And I began to talk to her that there is still hope. She told me that the best of neurosurgeons have operated on me. Today, I'm not talking about her medical health. I'm talking about God, the one whom nothing is difficult for. Fast forward the story. She was discharged from the hospital, and I went to visit a family at home to pray for her. She has lost, she had lost sensation from her limbs. And we prayed. And to the glory of God, she said the sensations in, the, in, in her legs have returned. She could now feel her leg. Now I was believing God for not only sensation to return, but for her to stand and walk. Because she talked about her aspirations, big dreams. But then I could just see the dreams expire. I was like, no, Lord, that cannot be the end. That day I prayed my heart out. I did everything. I jacked her up like this. She would still fall on the bed. I was like, God. I will lay hands on the leg. I will pray. I will. I don't know how long I stood there. But I think hours passed. The sad part of the thing was that I was not able to get her instantaneously to get healed and start walking. I went home. I was heartbroken. And I went and I was crying to the Lord. Lord, what are we missing? What am I missing? You know my heart is genuine. You know I have... I want you because in my mind, I want, like when that miracle happens, I wanted her to come back to our hospital, and then we will see that the one that was giving up on Jesus had healed her. I was like, Lord, I, I told the Lord all these things. I continued praying for this lady. One day she called me. She said she went. For she, she has this um, trainer who comes take her out and do some exercises with her. 
And then she said, for the first time when we went outside, I could stand on this my two limbs and I, I, didn't help, I didn't hold on to anything. And I stood. She called and she was so happy. She was like, this was something that has not happened to her for the past seven years after the trauma. I told her that that is not the end. The end is that you will be walking on your feet. So we still kept on praying. We kept on praying. I'm expecting that this lady returns to her both feet. But somewhere, somehow, it has not happened yet. And I keep asking God, what is the game changer? What is the difference between what Jesus did and what we are doing? And this has been my quest I've been on. Searching for answers. And my answer brought me to sacrifice see there is authentic power there is but you can only assess that by the level of sacrifice you have given what do I mean by that the fact that it did not happen with me with this particular situation I've read over and over books and even men today who are doing that I began to study and I realized that nothing just happens by accident. Hmm. I realized that in the realm of the spirit, <laughs> it's like chromatography. We are at different caters. There is something called common salvation that we are all enjoying. But sacrifice will separate you into a class all by yourself. So I've been on that journey. I was like, Lord, whatever it takes. I want to. That is why. You see, it's good when I tell you about only the success part of the story. I will tell you about the part that are still in progress. So you know that it is a journey. Amen. I remember days when. I've been on this journey for some time. There were moments. Thank God. I don't say this in any way to um, brag. God is my witness. I've seen God heal diseases that medically have been termed incurable. Documented and tested. I've seen two cases and this is not something that I'm just forming these people went and did tests and it was confirmed that an incurable disease was no more there why am I saying this what I'm saying this is that these things are real there is power beyond everything that you could ever imagine it is real i've told you about how cases that should be operable without operations 
those cases resolved. You see, why I'm telling you these things is that I want to bring you into a hunger part of the dimensions of God so that you will leave here knowing that there is still more in God for us. Amen? There is still more in, in God for us. What sacrifices are required? Number one. The sacrifice of labor in journeying on the corridors of the spirit through a hunger to see thy kingdom what do I mean by that? Jesus said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, we look at Jesus and what he did on earth. And then our hearts go like, Not until we see these very same things, we don't give up that draws us to our knees the sacrifice of time in spending with God in prayer now this prayer I'm talking about is not prayer that Lord give me 2,000 rubles give me 1 million rubles or I perish give me a job or I die a wife or I die a girlfriend or I die no that's the kind of prayer I'm talking about this is prayer that you enter you don't even know when you start you don't even know where you end this is prayer that you go on your knees and you are telling God, my generation needs you. You are telling God, Lord, look at those cripples. Look at those people in the hospitals. Look at the people that doctors have given up on. But I know that, Lord, you have a plan for them. I know you can heal them. And I know you will heal only through vessels. And I come as one. Whatever it takes, Lord, do it through me. I want to lay hold on authentic power. The, the, the essence of that hunger is Lord for the people. For that person who has reached a stage of his life that he has already even given up. So there are times that I go on YouTube when others are searching for movies. I'm looking for situations that have defied medical science. I'm looking for genetic things that still have baffled doctors. And then I look at patients like that who are helpless. Then compassion is turned in me. Then I go to God. I was like, Lord, for this situation. Lord, for this case. We need men on the stage. We need men who you have trusted with power to handle these things. Sometimes you go in prayer, you don't know when the night clicks, you don't know when. When day breaks, why? You are burning with a passion. Thy kingdom come. Why should people remain barren? When your will is that, we should be fruitful. I look for cases like that. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And those prayers 
most of them sometimes you will pray after five hours and stuff and you will be expecting that you will feel some strange sensations and maybe see some visions sometimes you will see nothing you will feel as dry as whatever <laughs> the following day you are back again God is that five hours of prayer God used is to take away pride <laughs> God used it to take away some things because the power is like candy wrapped up in layers of wrapper amen do you know that if you take candy that is wrapped you put in your mouth no matter how sweet the candy is you will never feel the taste you know that you have to unravel remove the wrapper those wrappers are pride those wrappers the power of God is resident inside of us by the means of the Holy Ghost but it has been covered with so many things so many layers some of us ours are desires that are not pleasing to God some of us ours is competition the reason why you are even praying that prayer in the first place is first of all you want everybody to know that you are prayer warrior so that next time you come you will tell people I prayed for five hours non-stop so that is why that first five hour God used it to remove that amen people of God I want to stop here I talked about prayer if we are going to lay hand on authentic power to heal the sick to raise the dead to cause cripples to walk again to cause things that medical science has defied that has defied logics some of you don't know do you know thousand and several cases that medicine is still managing and unashamedly doctors will tell you there is no cure for this You know, sometimes when things are not close to you, you don't understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> we need power. Somebody lay hands on your head and say, Lord, help me, help me to sacrifice. Help me to pay the price in prayer. Help me to pay the price in prayer. in the name of Jesus if your heart is burdened by things that go on around you you will take what I'm saying there is this rich man who was my friend in Ghana he had everything 
the man has been married for more than seven, eight years without a child. And how many of you know that no matter how rich you are, when that side of you is not there, fulfillment is taken out. He tried everything medicine could offer. Herbal stuffs, what stuff? Just name them. To the point he became very disappointed in everything. I told him, just hold on. What looks impossible with God is possible. So we began praying. We began praying. You see, why I'm showing you these things and I'm telling you these things is that I want your heart to be touched. Some of you, God has put this silent desire inside of you. I'm arousing it so that we will journey and bring an answer to our world. Long story short, his wife conceived after eight years of barrenness. What God cannot do does not exist. Don't you have people around you like that? Don't you have people that are in situations? It takes power. This power is not at common salvation. It's in sacrifice to lay hands on something tangible for our generation. If you are here and you have a desire to see God work in lives of people, especially cases that are hopeless, raise up your hand. There will be a fire that I'm praying for that will descend upon you. You will go into your rooms and begin to pray and say, Lord, I want this power. I'm tired of the enemy making mockery. Mockery in the lives of my loved ones. No. Lebras of has sown the pie. Let the fire come upon your hands. Move you into prayer. Move you into hunger to see God restored in a generation. Kaios. Kirava Sande Hekoste Prahakoste. Lebras Kirianto. Marasote Kipahaloste. Vadinia Akonde Prasketes. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Amen. Next week after service, I'm going to have a special meeting with anybody who has this deep desire. I'm going to show you precept upon precept. Myself, you know, these things are deep. There are layers of it we are still learning. Amen. What I'm believing God for, for young men and women, is that nothing shall escape you. People who would journey such that you become 
the last stop. When people roam round and round, it doesn't matter who has prayed for them or has not prayed for them. It doesn't matter what consultations they have had with what caliber of doctors. You make up your mind that Lord, just like Jesus, when people are tired, when I meet them, may they not go with their problems not solved. May they not go the same way. That I will be a, you will be a naked router of, of God's power. That when men come in contact with you, doesn't matter what has been diagnosed. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I want to close here. I just talked about prayer the kind of prayer that moves the realm of the spirit I'm going to show you elements of that prayer uh, I think I'll handle those in special sessions because some of you I'm saying this some of you you're just hearing this at gibberish you came to hear word of God that may your finances be blessed I do that too amen just that today I'm talking about something else amen yes that's what God is laying on my heart. And I want to make this disclaimer before I close. It's not for people who have pulpit ministry alone. This desire is not that you will stand on the pulpit to preach. No. Your pulpit is in your families. Your pulpit is among your loved ones. Your pulpit is among in there were two brothers in history called the Jeffrey brothers one was a miner worked on the mines one had another profession it was into business or so but these things were burning inside of them and they laid hold on this after their work they go into the street and then they if you are sick they will pray for you to be healed until it came to a point in time it was noised abroad the Jeffrey brothers go and read about them they will go into hospitals these men have wielded so much power history had it that when they walk into hospitals they don't go and shout and scream. They will go and say, the master has come. That is referring to Jesus. Because Jesus is in us. Amen. The master has come. And the whole atmosphere will be electrified. And then, if even people who are, who are bedridden, they would jump out of their beds and walk out. If you was, if whatever condition, did you hear, did you read in the scripture and that it brought to Jesus people who had all manner diverse sicknesses and each one of them Jesus did not say I don't have what it takes to help you each one of them was healed these Jeffrey brothers walked in the reality of that I've been studying about them and believe you me 
those mantles are still hanging. God is asking, who is ready? Who is ready? Who is ready to take on the mantle? Who is ready to take on these mantles? Are you ready? Are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to pray? Are you willing? There are some other things that, of course, I'm going to talk about in the subsequent Sundays as time permits. Are you willing? Are you willing? Your willingness will be fooled by what is going on today. I'm seeing in the spirit a young man moving into like a place like a school of the blind. I'm seeing in the spirit a young man moving there. I'm praying for them. And so many of the blind children are seeing. So the Lord is saying the time is coming when people here will lay hands on this thing I'm talking about. You are not going into a place for the deaf to go and give them only food and money. Amen. You will go there when you say silver and gold. I have. I've brought some. And also, I've got something that you even need more. The deaf will hear. In our days, the blind will see again. The cripples will walk. Hallelujah. To the glory of Jesus. Now, I want to pray for you. If you are sick in any part of your body, just raise up your hand. Or if you are believing God for healing for any family member, anybody that is sick in any part in, 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 in any part of the globe, I want to pray. In the name of Jesus, the risen Lord. Jesus, I command any affliction that has plagued your people. I curse them to die in the name of Jesus. I command sickness to bow. Pains leave in the name of Jesus. Even those who are raising up their hands, believing God for their loved ones. In the name of Jesus, we command every devil of affliction to dissipate in the name of Jesus. I release healing. I release healing to their bodies. Healing to your bodies in the name of Jesus. Any chronic conditions in the name of Jesus, I arrest you. I bind you in the name of Jesus and I command your healing now. Be healed in your bodies. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We give you praise. We give you glory. The Lord is healing somebody of a lower back pain. A lower back pain. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Pain in the right leg, be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.